Information compiled by humans can be flawed, and it is incumbent upon the independent journalist to do as much as possible to be correct and accurate. Systems must be in place to ensure that the information received by the reader and listener is correct, which means rigorous checks and cross-checks. For instance, I have checked multiple times to ensure that this is January 24th, 2023. I'm Sean Tubbs, and this is in fact another edition of Charlottesville Community Engagement. On today's program, a pair of single vehicle crashes claimed the lives of two people in Albemarle County over the weekend. A federal judge has thrown out a lawsuit filed by a former police chief against the city of Charlottesville. The Albemarle Economic Development Authority learns more about a new company that's investing at the Albemarle Business Campus and gets updates on an outstanding loan to the Lewis and Clark Exploratory Center. And the Albemarle County Board of Supervisors get a briefing on phase two of the county's comprehensive plan update. In today's first Patreon-fueled shout-out, The Haven will hold its first-ever Community Open House on Monday, January 30th. The event is free and open to the public. With the goal of demystifying their work and the experience of homelessness, this will be an opportunity to learn more about what The Haven does and why they do it. Stop by for building tours, small bites, and an informal meet-and-greet with staff. The event begins at 112 West Market Street at 6 p.m. with remarks from the executive director at 7 p.m. You can register for the event in a link in the newsletter. The Albemarle County Police Department continues to investigate two separate incidents this weekend in which the driver of a single vehicle died in a crash. The first was Saturday morning around 2.50 a.m. off of Rolling Road near Scottsville. Albemarle Fire and Rescue crews responded and 48-year-old Jeffrey Gale Gonzalez died at the scene. The other was Sunday morning at around 8.30 a.m. on the James Monroe Parkway near Ashlawn Highland Drive. Both crashes are being reviewed by Albemarle Police's Fatal Crash Reconstruction Team. Judge Norman K. Moon has thrown out a federal lawsuit filed by former police chief Rochelle Brackney against the city of Charlottesville. Among other claims, Brackney had argued her firing in late summer of 2021 was racially motivated and was a violation of Virginia's whistleblower statutes. The city had sought dismissal of the suit, and Judge Moon agreed. In his ruling, he stated that because the plaintiff did not allege sufficient facts to support the claims, the defendant's motions to dismiss were granted. The 39-page ruling goes through all of the various counts against individuals named in the suit, including Mike Wells of the Police Benevolence Association, various members of city council, former city manager Chip Boyles, former communications director Brian Wheeler, and assistant police chief Latroy Tito Durrett. The Albemarle Economic Development Authority has formally approved an agreement to make a local match for a state grant that will pay an Albemarle County startup firm for each new job that's created. PS Fertility is investing $1.4 million to fit out a 4,000-square-foot site at the new Albemarle Business Campus for its purposes. 
Kevin Combs is CEO of PS Fertility. It's going to be a, a diagnostic testing company for male fertility. Uh, there are two um, PhD doctors out of the University of Virginia that discovered some new fertility science um, around uh, male sperm. There are two different tests that the company will begin processing at the new facility, which has high-tech lab space that will be of use. was really happy to be able to keep this company in our geographic uh, county. I lived here. I've raised my four children, and we've attended county schools. My daughter teaches in the county schools. Under the terms of the Virginia Jobs Investment Program grant, PS Fertility will get $1,600 for each new job created. He said this is valuable because it will incentivize hiring. We are going to want to add lab personnel. Um, the University of Virginia is a very fertile ground for uh, students coming out that would have the skill sets we need. The EDA's funding for this project comes from a transfer from the county's Economic Opportunity Fund. The Board of Supervisors created the fund in December 2006, as reported by Charlottesville Tomorrow. Last week, the EDA also got an update on a recent award of $24,000 to Kelly Turkeys by Governor Glenn Youngkin from the Agriculture and Forestry Industries Development Grant Program. J.T. Newberry, Principal Business Development Manager for Albemarle County, said there may be more applicants for the next cycle. You've had many other companies in the community reach out for the next round. And so there will likely be a competitive process that will come back to the EDA. The EDA also learned more about the recent award of $3 million to Albemarle County from the Virginia Business Site Ready Program for the North Fork Discovery Park. The county's Economic Development Office worked on the project for two years, according to Director Roger Johnson. The audio is a little choppy here due to a technical error. And that process where us working directly with the foundation and UVA, getting them to change the stance on lease-only uh, options to locate in the park. Newberry said the $3 million will cover pre-development work, as well as clearing and grading of the 31-acre site within the larger North Fork Discovery Park. As those RFIs, as those companies express interest in this area, and we go and we do a site visit with them, they'll be able to visualize what their new home could look like. Newbury said the request was higher than what was awarded, but he is hopeful for future investment from the Commonwealth of Virginia. Senator Creed Deeds has filed legislation to allow for the Virginia Business Site Ready Program to be able to consider properties below 100 acres in size for the program. That was one of the top legislative requests of the Board of Supervisors in Albemarle County. SB 1308 is waiting for a vote in the Senate General Laws and Technology Committee. The Economic Development Authorities in both Albemarle and Charlottesville are both owed money by the Lewis and Clark Exploratory Center for $260,000 in loans granted in 2013 to help cover unforeseen construction costs. The center has previously asked for forgiveness, but the Albemarle EDA has remained committed to getting repaid. Negotiations are underway for a way forward. Albemarle EDA Chair Donald Long said progress has been made, but there was no resolution as of their January 17th meeting. We've got a little more work to do, but they, um, they've been very cooperative. 
they have made a $5,000 payment on the loan, which is, um, I think, shows that they're, they're, they're serious about getting this done. Long said there might be more information at the next meeting. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, and in today's second subscriber-supported shout-out, what are the challenges and opportunities faced by local educators teaching history? That was the topic of a panel discussion convened last week by the Albemarle Charlottesville Historical Society and the Center at Belvedere. A panel of history teachers took up the topic. They are Hashim Davis of Albemarle County Public Schools, Matt Deegan of Charlottesville High School, and Sally Duncan of the Renaissance School. The event was moderated by Annie Evans, Director of Education and Outreach with New American History at the University of Richmond. There is a link to a YouTube video of this event if you missed it. Go take a look and let's give that the Charlottesville Community Engagement bump. New year, new opportunity to write about the ongoing update of Albemarle County's comprehensive plan. If you're new to such a thing, the state code of Virginia requires every locality to create and maintain a plan for the physical development of the territory within its jurisdiction, and every governing body shall adopt a comprehensive plan for the territory under its jurisdiction. The plan is to be reviewed every five years to see if it needs a major update. Some, like Greene County, have their planning commission take charge of the process, and their current review is more modest than Albemarle's. Others, like Nelson County and Charlottesville, hire consultants if the plan is either out of date or if the planning commission gets stuck. But where's Albemarle? Supervisors were briefed on the ongoing process at their meeting on January 11th. Tori Canalopoulos is a senior planner with Albemarle County's Community Development Department. Uh, the comp plan is being updated using a four-phase approach, moving from big ideas and visioning to more detailed policies and action steps. We just completed phase one, where we focused on reviewing the current growth management policy and building the framework to guide the next phases of AC44. AC44 is the main name given to the process and reflects a look forward to the year 2044. A main goal is to reflect the county's recent adoption of equity, economic development, and climate resilience as strategic initiatives and values that were not in place the last time the plan was updated. Another goal is to bring multimodal transportation planning into the process. To implement these goals in the county mission statement, we will be using an equity and climate action lens to evaluate plan recommendations. Jesse Brookins is the Director of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion for Albemarle County. He said one outcome is to be able to have metrics by which these goals can be measured. This will be built off of the Albemarle County Equity Profile, published in May of 2021. 
equity uh, def- uh, being all community members having access to community conditions and opportunities needed to reach the full potential um, to experience optimal well-being and quality of life. Uh, it's distinguished from equality, whereas equality means the same to all. Uh, equity begins by the process of acknowledging that there is an unequal starting place and continues to correct and address the imbalance. Gabe Daly is Albemarle County's Climate Protection Program Manager. Ultimately, that integrating climate action into AC44 uh, is about enabling our community members to be able to make choices that uh, help them reduce their carbon footprint. Vlad Gavrilovich is a principal planner with the firm EPR, which has been hired by Albemarle County to work on the plan update. He briefed supervisors on one proposal for how to structure the plan update and to help make it more usable. Uh, As you know, the 2015 plan is uh, an extensive document. It runs to over 400 pages uh, with 900 pages of appendices, 700 pages of reference documents, but it's truly comprehensive. Gavrilovich said one approach is to develop a family of plans with the comprehensive plan serving more of a guide of where someone would need to look for information. The plan nowadays is, is not live in a three-ring binder, it lives online. So it really helps the user-friendliness to have these documents uh, be links within the overall plan. Gavrilovich also said there won't be an equity chapter or a resilience chapter. Instead, those concepts will be woven into the entire document. Phase two will last for the rest of this year and will identify the goals and objectives for each topic of the comprehensive plan. Neither the Planning Commission nor the Board of Supervisors will be directly involved again until the fall, when there will be a work session. At least that's according to the timetable included within the materials for the Board of Supervisors at their January 11th session. Until then, a new working group will meet to get input from each member's network. In all, this group will meet at least three times, but will have more flexibility than the working group for the first phase, according to Canalopolis. We're going to, you know, have fewer meetings with them overall, but then provide more robust materials and more support for them to do their own engagement. There will be another series of questionnaires. Charlottesville Community Engagement will let you know when these are ready and will try to cover as much of the update as possible. One supervisor wanted to make sure the questions in the surveys are written in a neutral manner. Here is Whitehall District Supervisor Anne Malik. We have to really be careful about avoiding leading questions in these surveys. That's been a real pushback I have received, people calling and complaining about that. Malik also said steps need to be taken to not create a divide between rural and urban communities. Supervisor Donna Price of the Scottsville District acknowledged that rural residents may have a larger carbon footprint because of the need to drive to amenities in the urban areas. She said bringing down the amount of greenhouse gas emissions per household across the county would mean additional density. As we reach the balance between density of development and quality of life, ensuring that we are approving development within the development area to a higher capacity than we have heretofore been approving in order to avoid an unnecessarily early expansion of the development area into the rural area. And it's not just climate directly, but it is the cost of services being provided by the county to our community. The larger the geographic area those services have to be provided to, the more expensive it becomes to our community members. 
Price was essentially describing the growth management strategy that has been in place in Albemarle County. Phase 1 of the plan took a look at that strategy, and the final product from Phase 1 is to be a completed framework for an equitable and resilient community. A final version of that document is not yet available, but will be shared sometime early this year, according to the December 2022 AC44 update. In the meantime, the draft from September is still available for review. But that's the end of this program, and in this end note, I explain more about the introductory note that you heard at the beginning. As you might know, I create another newsletter called 5th District Community Engagement. This is an experiment in covering the local governments in the 24 localities within the new congressional boundaries. I've not spent much time marketing it and have less than 300 subscribers. Adding another newsletter may seem strange, but there are so many reasons that I'm seeking to do that work in addition to this newsletter and podcast. For one, I grew up in Campbell County, and I'm always spending a lot of time there, and I want to know what's happening there, and so may as well look it up. For another, I have always pushed myself to try to take on new challenges. One thing I have added in that 5th District thing is a summary of who is running in the various localities. Yesterday, I got something wrong, and I got a concerned email from one of the candidates saying I had incorrect information, and I did. And she was from a locality where I've not spent any time as a reporter, but, but, but somehow she knew I had written this, it was wrong, and I had to get it right. I am so much trying to figure out why I got that wrong, but I know exactly why, because I went through, I traced my steps. Um, it's a place I don't know, as I said, um, and I had bad eyesight. I had looked up the information from the Virginia Department of uh, Elections, um, but uh, 2019, that nine looked like a one. Uh, I had my glasses on, the power had gone out of my house, I was at a restaurant, it's a long story, but I also hadn't taken redistricting into account. So I made a correction as fast as I could, expressed my regret to the candidate, she thanked me, and now I will take steps to make sure a similar error doesn't occur. I will keep doing the work because I take this seriously. And even though I throw in as much humor as I can into the mix of this information, I I do take this seriously. And thanks to those who are helping to support it. That's it. That's that's the only thing you're going to hear today, sponsorship-wise, except to say briefly that Ting will match your initial contribution. And I will redouble my efforts to be accurate, even though sometimes I do this work knowing there is always going to be an error, an occasional error, but I will correct those as soon as I can, getting better each and every day, at least trying to. This is 488. We will see you, hopefully in the future, in 81616. I'm Sean Tubbs, and my goodness, that would be a lot of podcasts. I'm not doing that. See you at 489. Goodbye. Ting will match your initial contribution.